Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Lord, what we're about to share is fundamental to every single Christian on planet Earth. And if we do not understand it, we'll never get the revelation of how we can live a totally victorious life that everybody should know about in Jesus Christ's name. Let the anointing be upon your word, the word of truth. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Well, good to see you. And uh, let's tonight begin with the Daniel fast, Daniel chapter number 10, Daniel chapter number 1, where they reverted to just food and, I mean, vegetables and water. And in Daniel 10, where Daniel said he humbled himself with prayer and fasting before God when he saw the state of things in Jerusalem and the holy city and all that, he was praying the most beautiful of prayers there in the, the uh, Daniel chapter number 9 and then in 10. He humbles himself uh, with sackcloth and fasting for 21 days and in those days I ate there no pleasant food. So this is not a time that we focus on pleasant food and I am, like I said today, I have a real hard time because I'm a meat eater. I don't know how many of you are meat eaters but I am one of those, just give me a braai. I want a barbecue, I like my steaks, I like everything that's called meat. I eat that and I'm not a vegetable fan and I don't even eat fruit. That's just the way I've done all my life. Don't bother about fruit. I only eat vegetables, and preferably if they're cooked. And, uh, but meat, don't talk to me about that one. And uh, that's another story. And Daniel fast. Daniel fast number 33 that we've got here now. Years ago, nobody was doing it. And then right there at the beginning of the church, I noticed the people can't do a 40-day fast. And we called out the water fast over those 21 days. And I saw them falling out all the time. And I realized that there's no way that we can do this. So therefore, we, I said, Lord, help me with this. And I got the Daniel fast formula. And from there, everybody was on board. Everyone was doing it. And it's an incredible time to devote yourself. You have, this is a book that Morton and I put together. Uh, you'll see it activating the victorious kingdom life. Now... Since the days of the apostles of God, since the day that Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, to this very day, the apostles are still speaking through the Word of God. They still have guidelines that we as the church of the living God, if we do not compromise, welcome to Little Falls, no compromise Christian center. If we don't compromise, then the word of the Lord becomes awesomely powerful. Very, very powerful. And so since those early days, the apostles were doing things even from the days of John the Baptist. Now, the power of what I'm talking about, you will realize in the second half of the sermon. So let me get through the first part here. Then in Matthew chapter 3, verse 5, I would like if, if everybody could somehow have a Bible with or a journal or something that you could write these verses down. And I want to read them because 
this, all these verses I could quote, but I'm just going to now read it for you. Matthew 3, 5. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him, John the Baptist, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan and confessing their sins. Now, we know this is called the baptism of repentance, that a person would repent of evil, commit your life to God, and be baptized. So what does that word baptizo mean? It means literally um, to plunge, to baptize, and if you look at it here, yes, baptize, dip, plunge. That is the word baptizo. In other words, that you would go right under the water and be plunged under the water, be baptized under the water. And it's not me saying that, it's the entire New Testament that tells you that. That this was something done, which is so powerful, because this year story connects straight with the grave of Jesus Christ and resurrection power in our lives. But let's go and see. If you look at this year, John the Baptist, in Acts 2 verse 38, the very first community of people that gathered on the day of Pentecost, Peter was talking a short message so powerful that it saved some, um, some 3,000 people were instantly saved on the day of Pentecost. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be plunged, dipped, placed underwater, deal with this first repentance, then the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. The word remission means a doing away as if you've never sinned before. Repentance, receiving God in your life, and at that moment in time, you turn away from evil and you give your life to the Lord and the immediate step that follows right there, the very first sermon in the Bible preached by the head of the apostles, Peter, he said, let every one of you be baptized. If we ask this in the world, in the world of the Christian church even, they christen, they do everything else and they compromise because this here deals with the destruction and the putting away of your sin nature and burying that thing so that life in Christ can begin to you and the fullness of God would come upon your life. So, Acts 2.38, I go on. Then those, Acts 2.41, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. That day, about 3,000 souls were added to them on the day of Pentecost. Now, it says here that Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in Acts 8 verse 12, and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women, I'm saying the entire Christian church the whole lot, everybody, both men and women were baptized. It was no exception because there's a key in the baptism that people don't understand. Therefore, they miss out big time. And because of doctrines that are in, incorrectly applied, I mean, here we sit with one of the most 
In fact, I have just about every of these, these uh, dictionaries on my computer. But if I look here, it's an extraordinary experience. This is the BDAG, very powerful dictionary. Dictionary. It says, uh, uh, an extraordinary experience that takes place when one is plunged, baptized, immersed underwater and dipped into it so that the old man that gave, that gave so much trouble in this world and gave all of us so very much trouble for all men have sinned and have come short of the glory of God that that old man may be placed in, in, a, in a place where that thing is dealt with, it's buried and you leave it behind and now comes the resurrection power in your life. This is why a lot of people just don't get the results in their spiritual life because they have not all the way kind of commitment. They have a commitment that is just comfortable and no more than that. When you say to them, you know, have yourself baptized. Well, you know, up to this point, no more. I don't want to be convinced. Those people, two lecturers of Stellenbosch University got hold of me. Dr. Anders Jonker and Dr. Bess, beside note, Dr. Bess. Uh, he was our Greek and Hebrew teacher at the AFM Theological College. And uh, then, of course, Dr. Hannes Jonker, he was a, a doctor from uh, the University of Stellenbosch in psychology, a doctorate in psychology, pastoral psychology. And uh, the two of them got hold of me, and Doc Bez, our, our, our teacher of Greek, said, what's wrong with you, young man? Nine months of not doing this thing. What come you want? You know, what's wrong with you? Don't you realize and they cornered me with the pastors of the church. And the next week I was baptized. And as I came out of that water, everything changed. It was the point of no return. It was the point where God said, right, now I'm baptizing you with the Holy Spirit. I received the Holy Spirit. I stand here. Today I stand right here. I said to the pastors on Friday night, I was having supper with the pastors, and, and uh, I said to them, um, then the, the fire, the inspiration from those very early days, and that day in particular in my life, I have never lost the fire. Never, not to this day. Ooh, I can tell you things now. When I got rid of my attitude, I would be placed in a burial, a burial chamber, in a, in, a, in, a, in a tomb, in a grave. That water here, my friend, is the burial place of your lower, lower nature, if you, whosoever you are, all the Christians, 
if you've committed your life to Jesus and you haven't been baptized, then you must know the Word of the Lord. You must know that Bible tells you what to do to bury your old nature and identify publicly with Jesus Christ, your Lord, your Savior, and be baptized with Him into death and leave that old part behind. Acts 8, we read Philip the Evangelist, and we see in Acts 8, 36, see here is water, what hinders me from being baptized? Somenet dar immediately. Shabachi pashlakel. Adonai. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, noticed not a bucky but the biggie water, went down into the water to be plunged, to be dipped, to be immersed, to lay aside a terrible that caused God to come from heaven above and send his son. And he himself went to the Jordan River to be baptized. And we are the body of Christ. And they went down in the water and the eunuch was baptized. Then Paul on the road to Damascus, he comes to himself, something like scales fall from his eyes. He received his sight back as prayer was made to him from the man called Ananias by Ananias, and he arose, and Paul, the apostle that wrote most of the books of the New Testament, got himself properly baptized. Acts 10, 47. Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? The Gentile world, there in the house of Cornelius, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit immediately. Right? You got the Holy Spirit. You believe in Jesus Christ. Come, right now, baptize. Our problem is, oh, I'll think about it next week, maybe next week, and I'm on the run right now. Now, can I tell you something about myself? I was stupid for nine months. I delayed my blessing for nine months of my life. Maud was crying out for me. She got baptized long before me. And I was stubborn and I was obstinate until I saw the Scriptures. And you either believe this book or you don't read it whatsoever. If you don't believe this book, it's no point coming to church. If you don't believe this book, then you are in trouble in this world because faith comes by hearing and hearing. Come on, shout hallelujah. Hearing by the Word of God. Acts 
Acts 16, when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, if you've judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to our house and stay there for a while. The apostle Paul here with, I think, the woman called Lydia, the seller of purple. And um, then Acts 16, 33 just goes on. And he took them the same hour of the night. This is the jailer at Philippi. And immediately he and all of his family were baptized. First, brethren, Paul the apostle, what must I do to be saved? Paul leads him to Jesus. And maybe next week sometime, maybe in a month's time, I was going to think about this. I was, you think too much. We obey too little. If we obey immediately, you deal with something that really unlocks a major blessing in your life. It's nice to know that I have been crucified with Christ. I live no more. How many can say that word? Because they're still on the side of Egypt and the chariots are behind them and the demons are harassing them because they would not listen to the living word that tells you, get into that baptismal pool. Have yourself changed altogether. Disempower your sin nature. Now we're getting to it. Let me go on straight away to the book of Romans chapter number 6. And please, let, let's look at what happens now because this now becomes very powerful. I fasted for a long time. And I said, Lord, I want to know what this man Paul had to actually say. What was the revelation of Paul? The book of Romans was, was given to the early, early, early church for 300 years. This was their standard of operation, the book of Romans, verse by verse. Every chapter is a picture in my mind. And here, if I look at this in chapter number 6, it says here, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? We're looking for a lot of grace. Maybe grace will increase. If we continue in sin, then we're going to get a lot more grace. Wrong doctrine there. Certainly not. Certainly not. God forbid. How shall we who died to sin, everybody say those words, died to sin. Live any longer in it. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus. How many of you are part of the body of Christ in this place? Baptized into Christ Jesus, we're baptized into his death. He's got a tomb. And that tomb is open. Of necessity, the power of the cross of Jesus Christ that changes the destiny of your life and everything you say and do. The moment you repent of sin, you give your life to Jesus, you convert it, you say, Lord, here am I, take my heart. 
The moment you do that, the power of the blood of Jesus washes you and cleanses you. What things soever you have done that's wrong in the past is now gone, taken away by the power of the blood of the everlasting covenant of the everlasting person of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's taken away. Taken away. Now all that remains immediately Is there anything prohibiting these that they should not be baptized immediately? Baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Here's where the power of death now really does the conclusive thing. Therefore, we were buried, everybody say buried. Everybody say buried with him. How? Through baptism. How many of you were buried already? Everybody stand, please. Everybody stand. Now again, I ask the question, how many of you were buried? Death has no further power over you. Now, stand just like that for a moment. And please, please, I cannot compromise. This is the word of the Lord. If you have been baptized, I'm talking about dipped, immersed, plunged, and placed into a baptismal pool and buried your sin nature and your past and you want to come out into resurrection life. If you've been baptized like I've just explained to you, only you sit for a second. Everybody else that have not done that. You have a date with a pastor? No, not with a pastor. Not with me. Forget it. It's nothing to do with me. This is the Messiah. You stand here. The spirit of truth is here. Nobody wants to, to embarrass you. In fact, you would want to make a public identification with Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, who has saved you, suffered on the cross, brought you salvation, and now your life is a new life, and you want to be baptized because you love Jesus. And you want to obey His word. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. He who denies me before men, I shall also die, deny him before my Father, which is in heaven, said the Lord Jesus. So don't sit if you should stand. You have a date. Not with me. Tonight they're going to baptize there. You need just a set of extra clothes. And everybody who's not been baptized would be a living testimony of the power of, of sin. You may take your seats. Thank you very much. Broken in your life. Give the Lord a praise after giving money. What did the apostles say? Repent and be baptized, all of you. Peter, on the day of Pentecost. So, 
What did Jesus do? He was baptized. What did Paul do? He was baptized. What did everybody else do? They were baptized. So you've got to put that old man to death. For once, for once in your life, you go through the water and you follow the Lord. Look at this here in chapter number six. Now it says here, let me read from the computer. For we were buried with him, verse four of Romans six, through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised, watch this now, watch this now. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, Christ was raised from the dead just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. That's the word. How many of you believe this book is full of truth? The whole book is truth. How many believe if it says that as Christ, just as Christ was raised by the glory of the Father, even so we should what? Live. But if I haven't done the baptism, how then do I live? Because I got Egypt and the chariots of Egypt behind me and demons trying to hunt me down and everything is going wrong and I'm complaining but I've never listened to the word of God on this issue. I was stubborn and I was stupid. What? What says tradition? Tradition is the living faith of the dead. And it's the dead faith of some still living. Tradition. It disempowers the word of God. Somebody walks in and says, hallelujah. I'm not going to have myself baptized. Ed Cole says, the wages of sin is death. And then he said, pride is the strength. Because one feels important in yourself. You've got that image. Pride is the strength of sin. It's the refusal to acknowledge that you're wrong. Strength of sin. Dr. Ed Cole spoke those words before he died and passed on. Therefore we were buried together with him through baptism into death, just as Christ was raised, resurrection power, from the dead. God takes you into resurrection power, straight there. Even so, we should walk out in the newness of life. And I want to give you something here that it says um, in Romans chapter number seven, it says here, it says we should serve him in the newness of the spirit. That you, we should walk in the newness. Yeah, it says here in Romans uh, seven, verse six. Now that we've been delivered from the law, having died, delivered from the law, having died. Watch that now. Having died, we're held by so that we should serve. Okay, let me read that properly. But now... We have been delivered from the law, having died to what we've been held by, so that we should now serve in the newness of the Holy Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. There is a life 
of the newness of the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul says here something. He says, it's very interesting because your your whole life now becomes the newness of the Spirit. We have a Bible called the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, and it's in the New King James, and it's beautiful, and I read it all the time. And I'm thinking now, I'm, I'm serving the Lord in the newness of the Spirit. So my whole orientation of life is spiritual. I am a spiritual man. I sometimes find myself in difficult spots where I find myself in the midst, and it happens from time to time in between in the course of a year that you land up between a bunch of people that are so unspiritual that it's, they, they're actually having a spectacular display of stupidity. And I just, Dr. Neighbor says to me, Harold, do you have difficulty with small talk? I said, I suffer all the way through it. Because you can hear people in their speech, they're making mistakes all the time. They say damning things over their own lives by the words of their mouths. I need to get to this. Walk in the newness of life. Now, Romans 6, 5, it says, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, even certainly now we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. It's the path, the next step is the catching away of the church. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin was done away with that we should no longer be slaves. The Greek word doleo, in other words, doulos is the Greek word for a slave. That you literally become enslaved to sin and you live that life and you've left the door open and the demons are coming through and they are harassing your life and you don't understand because there are things you would say, I'm a Christian, there no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What is happening here? I've left the back door open. Somebody else came in and he's harassing the life of me and I am now saying, what is going on here? I'm a believer, but I've never been buried in my old nature. So I become a slave of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. He who has died is freed from sin. Now, Let me do an explanation to you here. You go down the road and there's there's a speed limit. It says uh, 100 kilometers an hour, 60 kilometers an hour. And just down the road over there, there sits a man in specific cocky clothing that he's wearing and he's got a couple of badges to him. And he jumps out and says, you, because... You've just gone at 90 kilometers an hour when it should be 60. Now, what if there was no law at all? Could you still catch the guy if he does 90? Okay. Christ the Lord, if you read the New Testament in a year, this year, you'll find that he said, I did not come to put away with the law. I came to fulfill it. Then you were crucified and then you died. Now, there you are. The grave is there. It received you. There you are. Now, okay, I'm going to give you a personal uh, thing that happened to me. I stand next to the, the tomb, a grave of my own father. And the whole family is gathered around that tomb and they're all looking down the tomb. The coffin is going down and suddenly I speak up because I was not the preacher. I speak up and I say, this grave 
because my father was born again. This grave will not hold him. He's not there. He's now there. So they look at me, you know, like you say, what, you know, there's the expression, like a coward in Newgate. What's going on with Harold? Harold is saying to them, my father had the resurrection power in his life. Can you say amen? So now, give the Lord a praise offering. Now, I stand there by the tomb of my father, by the graveside, and I say, Dad, please sin now. You, 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 you can sin. Mom, please go ahead and sin now. Something has happened. This is the revelation I'm talking about. Something's happened. Hey, let's go to the graveyard and tell everybody you can sin as much as you want. Just come out and sin. How many of you know to be dead means to be dead to sin? Where there is Christ is the end of the law unto righteousness to, of all those who have believed. Romans chapter number 10. He's the end of the law unto righteousness to all of those who believed. So now, I have given my life to Christ. The power of the cross worked on me. I've repented. Tears are rolling down my cheek. They say, get into that water and let's bury and put away that old man. Bang. And then I come out of there. I'm a new man. I'm not dead to sin, but I'm alive to Christ. Listen to what I'm saying because it affects your walk with God. Dead to sin, but alive to God. Dead to sin. This is the thing that the body of Christ, you know, well, you bunch of old sinners, we're just going to preach hellfire and brimstone and get you right like that. It doesn't work that way. Because having now been buried together with him, I now walk in resurrection power. The devil's got no hold on me anymore. I say it again. The devil's got no hold on me anymore. I am more than a conqueror. I am part of the resurrection saints. And so are everyone in this place that have followed the Lord in the same way. If you believe in Jesus and you haven't been baptized, you better run and get here tonight. Not just, just get here and get here fast. Because if there's no speed limits, you can't transgress the law of speed. So it is in the life of him who believes in Jesus Christ the Lord and he wants to walk. Let me, let me just very quickly go here. Now it says here in verse um, number 10, for the death, and there's Romans 6, verse 10, that he died. He died to sin once for all. Uh, the most unbelievably complete sacrifice. I sat for an hour this morning while in my meditation I thought, Lord, if I think of what you did on that cross and I think of what you did by walking out of there and the blood of the cross and the way that you, you, you saved us through our belief and our faith in you, if I think of it, it is as perfect as your physical body has been created. When the Creator put us as the crown of creation that we were formed, fashioned, bara, we were shaped, formed, fashioned according to his likeness, according to his image. Now I have this body. It is now a temple of the Holy Spirit. I say it again. My body, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. 
Therefore, put to death these things that were part of your life before. Now, I close with this verse. And I don't want to, I promise you, I don't want to because I'm in a flow here. It says these words. Verse 11 of Romans. If you've got a Bible, look at it. If you have a Bible, go to Romans chapter 6, verse number 11. Look at it. Read it. Think it. Speak it. Because in the future, the devil says, you know what you did 20 years ago. You know what you did just there. You know this. You're just a doomed fellow. One woman came to me and said, I committed sin in my life and I'm just not worthy. I don't feel myself worthy. And I did all those things in yesteryear and yesterday and this and that and the other. Okay, okay. I'm so glad you say that because here's something. If you believe in the Bible, believe in this verse also of the Bible. But it says, likewise, you at Little Falls Christian Center today also. Reckon. It's an accountancy term. Two plus two equals four. Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You're dead to sin, but you're alive to God. The devil says, oh, you old sinner. You know, you're just an old black dog. That black dog is just marked that he's just like this old mangy thing that, you know, just walks down the street. No, you're not. You are more than a conqueror. You have the resurrection power of Christ Jesus working through your life. You have the power of the Spirit. You are temples of God. There is further no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. For those who walk according to the Spirit now and no more according to the flesh. If something's done that was wrong, I say to the Lord, sorry about that, Lord. And I move on because I realize behind me is a tomb. And I've come out to serve him and say with the Apostle Paul, I have been crucified with Christ. I live no more. Christ lives in me. And this life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. I close Galatians 6.14. There is needless for me any further to boast except the cross of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through whom I've been crucified to the world and the world to me I'm crucified I'm dead and furthermore my old nature was now buried I'm ready for heaven can you say amen stand up let's give the Lord a praise offering right now amen Come on, praise God. If you want to do the right things right, do the right things right. It is now. Now at the beginning of the year. And sort that thing out for once and for all and walk the fullness of the blessing of Abraham activated in your life in the newness of the Spirit. You understand me now. You understand me now. So he will bless you in the year. And for those of you to be baptized, just bring an extra set of clothing. And if you want to, you can even bring an extra towel for yourself if you want to. Just a little kit bag or something. Bring it with you. And 
tonight there will be baptism and I'll do it in such a way that I want the people to see it happen. I mean, we attend funerals, don't we? How many of you have attended a funeral in your life? Well, tonight is going to be a funeral. Hmm? Amen. It's going to be a funeral. And it's going to be a very happy funeral. It's going to be a victorious funeral. How many of you want God to work with you this year and take you forward? Let me see your hands now. Wave to the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you. Grant you salvation and peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God in you, the hope of glory, that you may walk in the newness of life, dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, all God's people. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.